Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens with Jamie and Bree. You're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. I'm Jamie. I'm Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. Welcome back to another episode, Truth Seekers. Today, we have quite a good one for you. We are here with Caroline Corey. Caroline is a consciousness researcher, author, and award-winning filmmaker. She's the founder and executive director of her platform, Omnium Universe. Omnium University focuses on the Omnium Method, an experimental and transformative healing technique where they offer courses and training. Omnium Media provides documentary films around consciousness research, the reality of ET connections, and unleashing our dormant extrasensory perceptions. You may recognize her from Ancient Aliens and The Unexplained with William Shatner. A few of her award-winning films include ET Contact, They Are Here, Among Us, and her latest film, which we can't wait to get into, Superhuman, the invisible made visible. Caroline Corey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey guys, it's Jamie and Bree here. You know, we just kind of popped into the middle of this episode a little randomly, but Carl has struck again. We have had an issue where Carl has decided that he wants to keep really good information from you guys. He was like, I'm not about this. I'm not into it. You're giving out the good details and the good information. And he was just like, spurt, we're going to we're gonna just mess up half of your audio. It's very unfortunate. So basically what happened, which you guys will see, our recording started off right in our intro and then cut out and for whatever reason only picked up halfway through the interview. And we are very upset about that because it was so good. It was such a good interview. We're so, so very angry about it. And even if I wanted to try to ask those questions again, because they were such good questions and there were even greater answers, I don't even know if I would remember or if it would be the same. Maybe we can try that again in the future. Hopefully we'll be able to do a part two with Caroline. So don't worry. We would love to have her back and ask her more questions. Absolutely. And of course, Caroline Corey is going to be speaking at Contact in the Desert, the virtual event this year. So if you guys are interested, go to contactinthedesert.com. They have some really awesome ticket tiers available really for everyone. If you can't afford the full weekend pass or the galactic pass, there are many options. And I know that they have some discount codes going around the internet, depending on what social media platform you follow. So I do recommend going to the website. If you sign up with your email, you can get updates on all the different panels and lectures that are happening and all the different speakers. Caroline Corey is going to have some really cool stuff going on, and I don't think you guys want to miss that. Also, please be sure to check out Contact in the Desert's new TikTok. They have a ton of content on there, and they do have a discount code that is active just for today. So if you jump on there today, you can still snag the discount code and purchase your ticket today. Contactinthedesert.com, June 25th to the 28th. But we just wanted to let you guys know what happened because this audio is about to kind of just jump in there. We had been asking her many questions about Superhuman, The Invisible Made Visible. Quite a great film that goes over all different types of ESP extrasensory perception. And they had done many experiments proving that there is scientific evidence that these abilities are happening. 
And so the interview is going to jump right in to Caroline answering my question of what stops us from being able to have these types of psychic abilities. Not that we don't have them, but when we try to do them, let's say if we're trying to remote view, what are some of the blockages that can stop us from being successful at that? Could it be that we have to have true confidence in ourselves? And so maybe the thoughts in our head of, oh, this isn't real, or I don't know how to do this, or I won't be able to, those types of thoughts can possibly get in the way of us being able to succeed at the results that we're looking for. And so if those are such huge blockages, how can we release those blockages? And Caroline was explaining that it really is a practice of meditation and also getting in that clear state beforehand. So asking to be released of those blockages before starting any of these practices. Enjoy the rest of this interview. I want to be who I really am. I want to be um, in this um, in this flow, this original flow of energy, the way I came in. And so, as soon as you say that, everything starts to happen. So that's just really kind of a process of deprogramming ourselves into dropping kind of what we've been made to believe, which is that we can't do all of these things. There are steps that we have to take in order to to deprogram all of those beliefs that we've picked up along the way. Yeah, exactly. And that's what the training is about. Like, for example, when we do, when I train people to do spoon bending or telekinesis or something like that, I mean, it's not about bending the spoon. Like, who cares? You know, it's not like, you know, it's not about moving a piece of paper. It's the training of doing that that helps you bring up all of this programming. Like you were saying, Brie, earlier, like, you know, these blocks. So as you are focusing on moving the piece of paper or the piece of wood or whatever, you, you know, all this programming that what if it doesn't work? What if I'm making the, what if this, what if I can't do it? All of that comes up for you to, to look at it and clear it, make a decision so that you can start to believe in yourself. Just so powerful and empowering. And it's interesting that our government created its own training to program people in that way <laughs> to learn these things over again. And I'm just curious. So there was a part in the movie where Major Paul Smith had said that once all of those files for all the remote viewing studies that they did was declassified, that they left out all of the assessments that were made. Mm. I'm curious as to why. Why would that be left out? Like, what do you think the purpose is? Just because I mean, a bunch of people that maybe would get into this and be more empowered is a threat. And I also just can't really believe that we still wouldn't have a program like that anymore. So I'm also curious to your thoughts if you think that we do have a program out there that is still doing the same thing and we just don't know about it. 100%. I know for a fact these programs are still running, not officially, uh, but they are. I know for a fact Chinese, uh, the Chinese, uh, probably the Russians also have all kinds of programs still running. Why wouldn't they? I mean, right. can you imagine for 20 years training soldiers to to use psychic abilities hello I mean, you know it's like it's like and then all of a sudden ah it's not gonna work well I, I don't think you'll spend 20 years I, I think these are smart people 
and they would try something for maybe a year, maybe two, whatever, um, spend a few thousand dollars and then go, okay, well, this is not working, you know, let's just move on. But for 20 years, spending millions of dollars and plus, it was proven in the movie. I mean, you had, you know, it did affect policy, um, governmental policy. So there's proof that it did work. So if it did work, even if it worked once, can you just imagine the implication? If it worked once on such a big uh, military political level, it means there's something there. Why would you give it up? So 100%, I know for a fact it's still happening, especially, you know, uh, in all um, other countries. But, you know, your other question was, why aren't we told about it? Because, hey, if I'm trying to control you, you can't be smarter than me. You know, you need to kind of, you can't be tapping into truth. You can't be looking into my thoughts. You can't be, you, you, you know, you need to kind of keep your belief system that you're small, you're not good enough, and that you need me. You need me. We need people outside ourselves to tell us what to do, how to do it. We need the pharmaceutical industry to, to heal us. We need the government to tell us, you know, what to do, what not to do. We need authority figures to so on and so forth. The educational system to, to, to teach us this, to teach us that. And so we're always looking outside ourselves for answers. As long as we do that, we stay uh, like in a prison. We stay dependent on the government and, you know, other people. Well, you know, speaking in that same realm, you know, we wanted to ask you your thoughts about the idea of us living inside of a simulation. I know that yeah. in the film, a few people were kind of, they thought maybe, but they were a little bit more hesitant to actually say it. What are your thoughts about what the simulation is? Is this something that we would say is a computer generated, like what we would think a simulation is? Or is it just kind of a term describing how our consciousness was created with this grand illusion that feels like a tangible reality? Yeah, it's more the latter for me. When I talk about a simulation, it's not, I don't talk about it as we are inside a computer system because there's much, way too much evidence that it's not a computer system. But it's more to me when I talk about this, it, it's, it means that we are inside a larger program, but it, not program in terms of computer, but more of a system. But within this system, we're still individual units of consciousness that are creating and altering the outcome. Mm. Therefore, we still have a free will to move. It's, it's still, so, so reality is malleable. Is, is still changeable according to your uh, belief systems and your free will within a much larger universal uh, consciousness that is a system. Does that make sense? No, it, it does because I've always said that like our brains are so powerful and the realities that each of us live in are, are completely created in my own world. My reality can be completely separate from someone else's reality. I understand it in that sense because I think that the world itself is this simulation, but we are creating our own version of it with inside of that. Exactly. Because, and also, if this wasn't the case, then let's say in the, in, when we do telekinesis or something like that, if it's predetermined, then every single time I would have the exact same outcome. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, because, 
because the laws of the physics or whatever, it would always be that you can only do this or it has to be this way or whatever, then you would always have the same outcome. And that's not true. In fact, every single, I mean, just take it on a very simplistic level. If you go and you have the same sandwich for lunch every single day, okay? It's not going to taste the same every day. No. Right? Every day is going to be slightly, oh, it's a little different today. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's, it's the exact same ingredients because the, you are still having an experience. You are still making choices. You're still interacting with this malleable reality. And because on that morning you had a phone call, you know, took you out of balance, whatever, you are constantly changing and recreating yourself. And so your experience is going to change. Therefore, it's malleable. Therefore, it's not finite. Oh, you just blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> Tomorrow, when you have your sandwich for lunch, you're going to remember me. <laughs> no, but, no, but it's true. It's like, it, it, it's that same thing. Like I have the same coffee every day. It tastes completely different every single day, regardless if it's the same person who makes it or not, who uses the same things. My experiences change on a daily basis, realistically, depending on what my mood is and how I wake up and what state of mind I put myself in. If I wake up in a bad mood, my day is going to be bad. If I wake up in a great mood, my day is going to be great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's proof in itself that it's not a finished product because mm -hmm. the computer system has a finite number of, of possibilities and it doesn't work this way. I know one more question I want to ask you about the, about the movie is one of the things I love seeing you do is when you were doing the telekinesis and you were doing it from a different state. Can you yeah. kind of <laughs> describe to us, like, did you know that that's something that you could do? Did you just kind of go into it being like, well, we'll just try it out and see what happens. Like, what were your thoughts as you were doing that experiment? Yeah. So I actually tried it before I did it in a movie. And so what happened is I was working with these scientists in Oregon. And, you know, they were telling me what they were doing. And so I was doing it on my own, like in my own room and stuff. And then uh, one time, George, one of the, the scientists told me, I just want to show you how I do it or something like that. I don't remember. Like, so he was doing it on his, uh, in his house and we were doing it through Zoom. And then I said, well, let me see if I can move it from where I am. And then he said, wow, if you can, well, that would be <laughs> because it's under vacuum and it's under the glass and no air. I mean, you know, it's not just like a piece of paper floating around. And so, so I remember sitting in the living room and I really didn't know how to, like, I, I was trying to kind of figure it out and feel it out. And, and uh, it didn't work the first couple of times. So it took me like two or three times to kind of feel what I needed to do to get there. And, and then I kind of figured out a sort of protocol. And then the, I remember one time, uh, oh, so, so, so the, I'm sorry, the first time it moved very little. It was like one degree, two degrees. And so that's, that's not a lot. But then I was like, wait, but it shouldn't move at all. You know? So I kind yeah. of like, kind of encouraged myself to keep going. And eventually one time it moved like 15 degrees, which was like huge. And then I kept going and eventually I kind of mastered, if you will, I mean, mastered, oh. you know, <laughs> like I figured out a little bit of a protocol. So this is kind of how it all came about. And I said, well, let's just try it. And, you know, actually the principle is the same, you know, it's like, even if you're doing it here on this, on the table, you know, you're not touching, you're, you're still, the, the object is still insulated, isolated from you. It's covered with glass, you know, there's no temperature change. 
you know, so it's like, what's the mm-hmm. difference if it's here or a thousand miles away, technically? No, exactly. And that's the thing that like made me really interested about it is because I get it if it's right in front of you. But in reality, you could be doing that same thing from far away. It's not like your emotions or your actions are being different because you're not in the same room as the object. Like you you still have that same intent and that same goal. So what, what is the, di- the distance shouldn't matter. Exactly. But technically scientists will say, well, you know, the electromagnetic field is going to weaken the further you are, because when you are closer, like you ah. have a magnetic field that is coming mm. out of your body, that's interacting with the object. So if it's like a, you know, three feet away, it's still kind of within the, the range of your electromagnetic field. But if you move it 100 feet, if you move it 200 feet, it, it technically, scientifically, it's supposed to drop. Mm. But I don't believe that because we're not moving electromagnetic field. We are talking about consciousness, <laughs> which is fundamental, which is before... Um, you know, the electromagnetic field or which is the substance from which the electromagnetic field is emerges. Therefore, it works anywhere. <laughs> you can continue with your question, Brie. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Jamie and I always joke that the government is after us because things like this happen all the, <laughs> all the time. time. And there's just no reason for it. I'm home alone. It's just so weird. So I don't know what you guys heard last, but I was just saying nothing. (laughs) Oh, great. Okay. Well, (laughs) I was just saying how my first thought was that it could be like a Wi-Fi signal. How perfect. And then the Wi-Fi cut out. You know, if you're so many, let's say miles away, obviously the Wi-Fi isn't going to work. So you definitely went over that by saying, yeah, consciousness is fundamental. So all of those things really isn't an issue. Yeah, exactly. So because the Wi-Fi signal is the form of, of energy that comes out of the consciousness. You know what I mean? Everything emerges from that. Even physical objects, you know, because think about it. Like what are physical objects? They're manufactured by humans. What are humans? There are units of consciousness. Oh. You know I mean, so, so that's why everything is a product of consciousness. So it goes to the same. It, it, it's, it applies to electromagnetic fields and everything else in between. This might be very left field. This might not be connected whatsoever. There, there was an experiment that, that you did in the film with Dr. Dean Radin, and it was demonstrating the psychological effects of intuitive abilities. And it was basically like a series of pictures that were shown. Some were really emotional. Some were really calm. And the eye tracking system was monitoring the pupil to see if he could have a reaction, if the pupil would dilate and there would be a reaction before the picture was even shown. And I immediately thought about so many abduction stories that I've heard where that's happened to people. In fact, I recall one story of an abductee saying that he was in a gym-sized room where tons of people were in chairs going through the same thing where they were showing them a series of really emotional pictures and then really calming pictures and just over and over again and he had no idea why. So I'm curious if there could be any connection there. Possibly could there be some ETs out there that were also conducting their own experience maybe to test our psychic awareness? Mm. Well actually um, it's not exactly related. Let me see if I can uh, clarify 
something here. Uh, so what we did in this experiment is to measure the physiological effect. So, so if when you if you're tapping into something, we don't know what it is. Can you can you measure it in your body? So that's what we we were doing. So, so. Um, so it is well known, or I mean, it's been proven or shown that the pupils expand uh, when you have a very strong emotional reaction, whether it's fear or you know anger or whatever. And so, so that machine, the eye tracker, could measure how much it it would dilate. You know, if if it, if it dilates or it doesn't dilate. So what happened is when we were uh, showing this this person. Um, a series of very, very strong images, what we noticed is that his pupils were dilating before he would see the image. So wait a minute, how could he have a physiological effect to something that hasn't happened yet? Uh -huh. That is the experiment. So we were able to prove that he was tapping into something that hasn't happened yet and that's uh, even though he was having a reaction to it. So that was the purpose uh, basically to, to um, prove the point that you are more than your body, you're more than your reason or your physical brain because you are tapping into stuff that hasn't happened yet. And so, so that's really the, the reason uh, for this experiment. What you're talking about is slightly different because I've worked with a lot of abductees. Well, and I did, I do regressions, as you know, for um, with hundreds of people. I, I think it, what the, this type of technique ha has to do with triggering memories and, and shuffling through their emotional system to make them feel one way or another. So it's, so it's kind of serving a different purpose. It, it's kind of looks like it's the same thing, but I think it's a different technique to, for a different purpose. Gotcha. Yes, their emotional system, where, where the experiment that was being done in the film is really just testing whether or not we basically know things before they happen. Not only know, physiologically react. React, right. Kind of like when you are somewhere and you're like, mm, I have a bad feeling, or, or you feel like something bad's going to happen, and then it yes. does. <laughs> like how did we know yeah exactly or like you go somewhere and you, i mean before going like you have a knot in your stomach you don't know what mm -hmm. so you're you're physiologically you have a physiological reaction before anything happens, anything happens. which is cr so crazy because it's one thing to think it but for your body to respond emotionally to that that means we're having that type of psychic awareness on all kinds of layers of our being yeah exactly but like for example people would say but yeah like let's say you're going to a job interview of course you're going to be nervous before that's not what we're talking about we're talking about just like minding your own business and there's there's nothing mm -hmm. threatening or anything and all of a sudden you have this anxiety attack you know there's no reason for it and then something out of the blue happens to you that's what we're talking about that's that's a whole nother level we're kind of amazing as humans yeah you know, i don't think we we get we don't give ourselves enough credit and i think that's probably just because we're not experimenting enough just like you said superhuman yeah we are. i hope that 
everyone out there can see this film. It's available on Amazon Prime. It's also on Gaia if anyone has a Gaia subscription. It's definitely worth a watch. Show your friends, family. I mean, everyone could get together and try doing these experiments at home. And maybe we could all be superheroes. Who knows? Of course we are. And also they can go to the website superhumanfilm.com and uh, my other website, carolinecorey.com, to, to see a ton of free stuff that I have, uh, exercises and medicine, like all kinds of things and classes if they want to get into it for, for real. And your YouTube, you, your YouTube is yeah. fantastic. I love watching it. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, it's, it's filled with classes and lecture and stuff and, and exercises and training things. Yeah, the one you did about when you were uh, doing the healing through somebody with addiction and you were doing it through her daughter, I was so emotional during that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and it's all free. So people should go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, of course. And uh, but if they want to like train and learn this stuff, then they can go to, you know, carolinecorey.com, superhumanfilm.com. Caroline, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Awesome. We are so excited to watch all of your lectures at Contact in the Desert this year. And feel free to come back and chit chat anytime you want. Oh, my God. You guys are amazing. Your questions were awesome. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah. We've been so excited to talk with you. And I feel like we could probably do another episode because I think we have a ton more questions a ton for more you. more questions, yeah. <laughs> well, just send me the info. We okay? will, absolutely, me- yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Caroline. And we hope to see you in person soon. I know. Absolutely, me too, yeah. Me too. Take care. Bye. Bye.